Well, hello and welcome to Extreme Paranormal. This is Michael, or Mike, however you want to call me, that's fine. Uh, first off, uh, I would like to thank the listeners that have been making this my lifelong dream um, actually become a reality. Um, you know, I've been truthfully obsessing over this podcast for the past week since episode one aired last Saturday. So week number two, I will be going over the Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. All right. Show some, show Southern Arizona some love. Um, you know, it has come to my attention and, you know, the analytics of things, um, primarily my listener base is so far here in the United States, but this morning I checked in Australia. All right. Land down under. You guys are showing the desert some love. All right. Keep it up, guys. Let's get, you know, more American listeners, Canadian, German, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, whatever country you're from. Give it a listen. Um, so, on to the Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. Like I've said before, I am coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. So, uh, with the help of Google Maps, uh, Phoenix to Bisbee is 207 miles. It's 3 hours and 12 minutes. Uh, Tucson, if you're down in Tucson, you are 94.5 miles in an hour and 35 minutes. If you are in Tombstone, Arizona, you are 23.2 miles or 25 minutes from Bisbee. So, the Copper Queen Hotel, it was built and the construction was from 1898 to 1902. So I'm going to take a wild stab and say four years, you know, ish. Probably go heavy on the ish. And the Copper Queen... Uh, with its turn-of-the-century elegance, hosted government officials, um, probably all over from the United States. I'm going to guess probably from Mexico, maybe Canada, the UK, Europe. You know, because it's so close to the Mexican border, I'm going to guess, you know, it's a mining town. And, you know, the government officials, VIP visitors with business at the... Copper, silver, gold, and other mineral mines. It has been known to hold parties, um, family celebrations, and important dignitary meetings. Which I'm going to guess, you know, if you're a dignitary and you're in the mining industry, um, you know, you're in the southwest and you're in southern Arizona... I'm going to take a wild stab, and I am going to give my opinion on this. If I am wrong, that's okay. If you know more about this, hey, let me know. But I'm going to guess, you know, the mining, southern Arizona, Mexico, um, would probably be one of the big ones. Um, the hauntings that are noted there, and it is known to be a haunted location, um... So we have, as I was reading and doing my homework and research on the Copper Queen, its prostitution was allowed in Arizona in the early 20th century. So you're probably going to have, you know, miners, a hard day at the mines. They want to go back to the hotel, have a drink, 
if it's a single guy, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm not leaving out the ladies here, but I'm going to say probably mining was primarily more of a male based profession at the time. Um, just a guess, um, you know, during that time, I mean, it's, you know, 19, you know, the early 1900s. Um, so prostitution was allowed in that part in the early 20th century in Arizona. Um, Julia Lowell, she was known as a lady of the evening. She conducted her business, as they shall say, um, primarily on the third floor. Uh, it was not known the death of Julia. Um, it just said, from what I could find, it's she fell in love with a man and he did not return her feelings. He did not show the love. He apparently did not want a relationship with Miss Lowell. Um, it is mentioned that it was she took her own life. And in current day, it's if you are a man, it says she visits men, primarily men, in room 315. Maybe that was the room where she did most of her business transactions, as we shall say now. Um, you know, at that time, you know, that was allowed. Cool. Um, there was a young son of a hotel worker. He, it was said that he was age eight or nine and he drowned. I believe there's a pool there. I did not find anything that said there was or wasn't, but he still plays on the third floor. He likes to hide under tables. He will play tricks on people. He just has fun. Um... You know, if you're an eight or nine year old kid and you're a ghost, you know, maybe you don't realize that you are dead. You know, he's an eight year old kid, nine year old kid. Like, you know, you remember being eight or nine years old. It's you had fun. You played jokes. You played pranks. You just you were a kid. You had fun. It is reported that room 401 sees the most paranormal activity. Um... Why 401? I don't know. Um, couldn't be the first one to answer that question. Um, but I do have a book. It is The Ghosts of the Copper Queen Hotel. It was, I believe it was, the first publishing, yeah, the first edition was printed in August of 2010. I'm going to read some accounts from the book. And it goes from December 31st of 1999 all the way to December 31st of 2008. So, you know, some people, they didn't see, hear anything. And this comes directly from the guest book at the hotel itself. Um, you know, it's a good book. Um, actually, my sister got it for me at Goodwill for like a dollar. And I'm like, ooh, haunted. Cool. Arizona. Cool. Um, you know, I've read it a couple times and been over it. Excellent read. Um, 
you know, some people put, you know, there's no names. Uh, some people leave their first name. If it's a couple, they'll leave, you know, you know, Bob and Jane stayed in room, you know, 210 and they had whatever. But for the um, podcast here, I'm going to leave out the names. But let's see. We have room 301. I was awakened by a soft moaning noise and a very strange smell in my room just around 3 a.m. and saw a fleeting shadow across the mirror by the window. Okay, so, you know, room 301. Um, You've got room 201. Every time we would come back to our room, we would find our door unlocked, even though we know we locked it. Okay, so maybe ghosts are good enough to play with locks. You know, your guess is as good as mine. It's not unheard of on that one. Um, One of them is room 406. Great stay, a little scary, but great. Um, Room 406, again. Uh, Heard clinking outside of our room. The sound went up and down the hallway from 3 to 4 a.m. It sounded like someone walking with spurs on. Now, if you're walking with spurs on, I mean, we're in 2021. I don't see a big need for spurs at this point. Maybe there was a rodeo in town. But you'd think between, you know, 3 and 4 a.m., you know, these cowboys are going to be want to be in bed and, you know getting ready for the rodeo the next day. Um, but in that time, that would be normal. Let's see. Let me go with another couple things here. Uh, let's see. Let's see, room 412. Sometime in the middle of the night... My shirt was moved from one end of the room to the other. Wow, so ghosts are now rearranging your clothes. Hey, you know, I'm going to make a little joke here. If you're going to rearrange my clothes, man, break out the iron, man. You know, give me a nice crease in there, a little starch. Oh, yeah, we, we, we good. Uh, room 307, 526 a.m. While we were just laying in bed relaxing and thinking about the day ahead... Our smoke detector went off for about five seconds. Oh, okay, a smoke detector. Maybe it detected smoke, um, battery malfunction, or that could be paranormal. I mean, that could be anything. That's... um, You know, you never know. Something like that, a smoke detector for five seconds... At 5.26 a.m.? Okay, cool. You know, it it happened. Is it paranormal? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, that was... They were there. They experienced it. Okay, moving on. Room 406 at 5 a.m. I heard a male speaking Spanish and laughing. Then I felt a person lay next to me in bed. My brother heard the commotion and moved near me. I felt a cold breeze and the body moved off my bed. Okay, cold breeze, that's common with paranormal activity. 
Um, you know, you're in Bisbee, you're not far from the Mexican border. Maybe it was somebody came across the border and they're working. Um, it, you know, that's all it says is a male speaking Spanish and laughing. Maybe he's laughing at the person. Maybe he's playing a joke. Um, you know, you never know with these things. So let's see. Let's go with some more things here. Uh, this one just, it did not leave a room number. It just said, we had been drinking wine in our room. We corked the bottle and went out. When we got back to the room, the bottle of wine was uncorked and almost empty. The cork was in the trash can. Apparently, one of the ghosts is a fan of Merlot. Hey, if you're drinking Merlot, I'm right there with you. Pour me a glass. Um, you know, it's you want a glass of wine before dinner? Going out and doing tourist things, whatever. Cool. You know. Um, I guess that's kind of rude of the ghost. You know. Drinking a bunch of wine? Throwing the cork away? Man, dude. Not cool. But, you know, I mean, I like wine myself. Um, you know, a glass of wine here and there. It's always, you know, good for you. So, let's see. We got room 208. When we woke up this morning, my husband's shoes were placed against the door of our bedroom leading to the outside hall. The shoes were propped up, placed in a position that we would never have done. Okay, so you've got a ghost propping up shoes. Maybe he didn't want to trip over them or she didn't want to trip over the shoes. Um, very cool. You know, I got to say that. Let's see, we got room 401. Here we go, 401 again. All night long, there was a tapping noise coming from the bathroom. In the morning, all of the cupboards were open. Okay, so we have a ghost who likes to open cupboards? Right on. You know, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> You know, maybe they're looking for something. Toothbrush, mouthwash, comb, you know. Let's see, we got room 215. Early in the morning, we heard what sounded like a little child laughing in the bathroom. Both of us felt someone squeeze our feet. Okay, so you got a small child. They're, you know, you got two adults. You got a small child spirit in there. Um, the kid's laughing, probably thinking, hey, I'm going to go play a joke. I'm going to go do something fun. And you get your feet squeezed. You're squeezing my feet, man. Hey, give me a nice little massage. I'll be, you know, a happy little camper. Um, let's see. Let me try and go with the... A glass of wine placed squarely in front of us at the table in the saloon. Moved at least two to three inches with all of us watching it and no one touching it. This was before we even sipped our first drink. So you're in the saloon. Okay, you're going to have some hauntings in a saloon, bar. 
Um, you're moving a glass of wine two to three inches. Okay. And you have other witnesses there. That's, in my book, that's very credible. Room 315, Miss Julia Lowell. At different times, my wife and I both felt a tugging on our left feet. Okay, maybe Julia is, you know, tugging the wife's feet to get her out of bed. Maybe she wants some male attention. You know, I don't know. Uh, We have room 402 at 4 a.m. A child's voice calling mom broke my sleep. Ten minutes later, something or someone tugged the blanket on the bed. You know, you got the child. Maybe he went from the third floor to the fourth floor. Maybe it's the, you know, son of the hotel worker. You know, sees a female in there and thinks, hey, that's my mom. You know, not sure. We got room 401 again. Around 1.30 a.m., I heard something outside my room. It sounded like spurs or two pieces of metal rubbing against one another. I went out and looked through the peephole, but nothing was there. When I turned around, I saw a figure in the mirror with black hair. Around 3 a.m., I felt something move, like sitting down on my bed. So you get 1.30 a.m., you hear something outside the room, you know... Spurs or pieces of metal rubbing against each other, and then 3 a.m., somebody's sitting down on your bed. Okay. You know, I, I don't know how I would feel about that. We got room 212. Our TV shut off twice last night for no reason. This morning, our smoke alarm went off for no reason. TV and smoke alarm. We're back to the smoke alarm thing, but now we've added a TV into the mix. Okay. We have room 313, our first night of a three-night stay. After we were in bed with the lights out, the ceiling fan light came on. We actually had to get up and turn it off. Now, if I'm in bed, I mean, I don't have a ceiling fan in my room, but... If you turn the ceiling fan light on and I'm in bed, I'm not going to be too happy about that. That's, you know, it's kind of rude. We've got room 406. I went to bed around 11.30 p.m. After a while, nature called and I got up to go to the bathroom. Everyone else was still asleep in the room. Returning to bed and lying down, I rolled to my left side and saw a tall man or woman standing next to the window looking at me. There was no facial features, just an outline that was whitish and transparent. I was able to awaken my friend, yet he could not see anything. As I was still lying there for about an hour later, the form appeared again until I heard three light taps on the wall. Then it was gone. Wow. That's... You know, you're seeing something and your friend is not. Maybe they're communicating with you directly. They don't want anything to do with your friend. Uh, you know, they're ghosts. They All they are is just people 
that are just no longer living with us. You know, they can't cross over for whatever reason. Let's see. Room 301. At approximately 9.45 p.m., the fire alarm went off intermittently for no reason. We walked out of the room and saw that no one else's alarm was going off. We went back into our room. It stopped going off. Okay. Um, why would you set off somebody's smoke alarm just because? I mean, are, are you playing a prank? Are you... Did the smoke alarm detect something? You know, there's too many unknowns with the spirit world. So that will conclude the Copper Queen Hotel in Bisbee, Arizona. Now, I'm going to give a few personal thoughts, opinions. Um, you know, being a mining town um, and you're... According to Google Maps, 23.2 miles away from Tombstone, which, you know, I mean, they've made movies about it. It's, you know, a haunted location. Do ghosts, you know, travel? Maybe it was, they were in Tombstone and stayed in Bisbee at the Copper Queen. You know, I'm, I don't know how ghosts travel. I don't think they need to, you know, go jump in their you know, Honda or their Ford and drive down the road. Like, I honestly don't know. It's, was there more death on the property than has been reported? Is it, you know, some of it could be, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a replay type thing, like a residual haunting. Um, could that be it? Could it be, you know, the people with spurs? Are they, you know, were they from the mines? Were they, you know, cowboys working on, like, ranches out there? Is it people from Tombstone going to visit? Is it, you know, dignitaries, VIPs, families just going back and being like, hey, I want one last drink at the saloon before I move on? I, you know, I don't know, but if you're in that close proximity, I would think there would be something up with that. Um, but I can't say for sure because honestly, I don't know. You know, when it comes to the paranormal, I have more questions than I do answers. Anybody that's into the paranormal studies it, investigates it. You're always going to have more questions than answers. Um... You know, was there death during the construction? You know, 1898 to 1902. It it didn't give exact dates. It just said that four-year period. So was that like three and a half years? Was it a full four? Was, you know, we, we'll never know. So that will wrap up week two of the Copper Queen Hotel. Um, you know, a deep heartfelt... Thank you to the listeners that I've got so far. I hope you stay on this happy, magical, crazy paranormal train that I'm driving. And you guys are passengers, man. Um, I have nothing but love for everybody. And I thank every one of you. Um, you know, seeing that I had listeners in Australia, 
oh, as exciting as this is, um, even though I have one listener, you know, I was like, oh my God, I got one listener. It's a very humbling experience. Um, I will definitely remain a very humble person because you guys are making my dreams and lifelong goals become a reality. And thank you. Um, you know, I listen to other podcasts. I've reached out to other, you know, podcasters and, you know, we're a community. We support each other. Uh, so I want to say a very, very special hello and thank you to my good friend, Audrey and her friend, Addie, who Addie, you are now my friend as well. Um, they are up in the new England area and, you know, give them a listen, you know, your worst nightmare TCP, um, your worst nightmare, Tango Charlie Papa. Um, you know, show some love. Um, you got Sisters of the Strange. You know, give them a listen. Uh, you know, they're great. You know, I love these guys. They're amazing. And if you guys want to reach me, um, extreme13podcast at gmail.com. And it's... There's no E on extreme. I like to keep it simple. It's X-T-R-E-M-E. The number's 13podcast at gmail. Extreme13podcast at gmail. And if you're on Twitter, Extreme13podcast. Find me on both. Shoot me an email. If you guys have something you want me to research and do an episode on, let me know. You know, especially our Australian audience now. I'm, I'm going to drive that home to you guys. Um, I literally know very, very little about your country. And I have yet to be there. I would love to visit Australia. You know, it would be amazing. So, in closing, I want to thank everybody again um, give Audrey and Addie and your worst nightmare TCP. Show them some love. Give them a listen. They're great. Um, Michelle and friends at Sisters of the Strange podcast. You can find them basically wherever you can find all podcasts. Um, now, in closing on this, okay, I've closed twice, but this is the third time. This is for real. I am on Spotify. I am on Stitcher. I am working on getting on Apple with iTunes, Google, and the rest of the podcast platforms. I'm working on that. Next week is Halloween. It's actually next Sunday. So we have seven, eight days. Very cool. Very excited for that. Um, like I said, my plan is to be doing recordings on Saturdays but if you follow me on Twitter um, I update that usually a couple times a week two three times a week sometimes more for the Halloween episode I am only Audrey knows this 
from your worst nightmare TCP. Um, I broke the silence to her because she's a good and great friend and I adore her very much. It's, she knows what, what, what's in the works for extreme paranormal. Um, now it will be a big surprise. Um, it will be, I can't say local to Arizona, but it will be Arizona adjacent. I will say that. Um, I'm a big fan of true crime as well as paranormal, but paranormal is my heart and soul. It's my love. It's my passion. But with the surprise that I have for next week, it will be paranormal and there will be some true crime that bleeds into it, shall we say. Um, so, all right. In that, I shall say thank you. Keep listening. Show some love. Hit me on Twitter. Shoot me an email. I'm open to anything. If you have a place in Iowa or Kansas or London or wherever you're at in the world, send me an email. I will do the research and I will do an episode for you. If you have a paranormal experience, email me, Twitter me, you know, tweet me. Yeah, however that works. Um, I will read your story. Um, if you want to say, I'm just in the United States, I'm in Canada, I'm in Italy, I'm in Spain, I'm in Australia, I'm in, you know, whatever country you're from. We do not need, I will not use your name, anything. You say, I want to remain completely anonymous, just say, I'm on the planet, and this is what happened. I will remain completely anonymous with you. Um, but yeah, let's build this thing up. And until next week, have a good week. And stay safe out there. Alrighty, bye.